Hey guys, welcome back. I know it's been a while and I apologize. <laughs> um, today I'm going to be sitting down with Hannah James, who is one of the three co-founders of Greenhouse in Toronto. Greenhouse has been around since 2014 with multiple locations across the city. On this episode, we discuss how Greenhouse was born, what her role is in the company, um, what health and wellness means to her, what's next for Greenhouse, because they are literally about to explode in a good way (laughs) um and we're going to talk about her new meditation series that a few of you may not know about um there's a lot of ground to cover in such a short episode but i really hope you enjoy it because hannah is one of my favorite people and greenhouse is one of my favorite companies so let's get started Hi, Hannah. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. I feel like I start off every podcast the same way. Like, how's it going? <laughs> like, it's fine. Um, okay. So why don't we kind of get started as to what you do right now? Like, who are you? For Hi. people who don't know listening. Um, so I'm Hannah, Hannah James. I'm one of the co-founders of Greenhouse and my role, my title, which is fully made up, I'm me and one of my, and my partners made it up, is director of community. <laughs> so I... And, but the funny thing is, is that is definitely becoming more of a role that you're seeing everywhere, everywhere. And everyone days. wants that yeah, role too. <laughs> Cause it is like, you can kind of do a lot of different things yeah. and like yeah. get your hand in a lot of different pots, which I really love. So my main focus is I do a lot of the, the retail stuff. So hiring, making sure that our kind of our culture and our team is, you know, very on brand for the greenhouse mm-hmm. and everyone's happy. So I do that stuff with retail. I do a lot of our product development, so a lot of our new flavors. Um, I love creating recipes, so that's really fun for me. And then I do, obviously, community events, making sure that, you know, every store that we open, we're we, we're putting roots down. We're meeting the businesses that be, have been there for years, that we're, as a, a company, kind of creating this community as well. So, yeah, so those are kind of my day-to-day responsibilities. So it's like really fun, but it can get like a little bit hectic. Definitely. Yeah. With, uh, with when you're kind of a business owner, it's every day, everyone's like, what's a typical day? I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I've had like two of the same days yeah. ever, even when I was working, cause I, I worked in the stores every day for the first like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And even that there was no like typical day. Cause every yeah. day was different every day. Something happened, you know, but it's good that way. Yeah. It it's like it, refreshing. It doesn't feel like work. I find if every single day is different, it doesn't feel like you're going to work like this is a nine to five. I know what I'm going to do when I get to my desk. Oh yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely doesn't feel, you know, it's, it's so much fun. It's, I get to work with amazing people. Mm-hmm. I get to work in the health and wellness industry, which is so lovely. So. And it's like booming now, which yeah. we'll get into a little bit <laughs> later. But so why don't we start for people who don't know, like what is Greenhouse? How was it born? And how did it kind of like, how was it met with you? Because I know like, what did you go to school for? Why don't yes. we start with that? Um, like, so I have a degree from McGill uh, for anatomy and cell biology. Really, really using it daily. Yep. Um, but yeah, I so I actually wanted to go to med school. That mm. was kind of my plan uh, when I was in university. And so I took a year off to, um, to do my applications and kind of just, yeah, just figure out where I wanted to go, write my MCATs, all that good stuff. And I worked at this... At the same time, I got a, a job working in a little cafe that was kind of, was definitely more health focused. Um, it was, 
you know, serving quinoa before quinoa was very cool. Mm -hmm. It had a lot of like plant-based options, you know, and people who came there had a lot of, you know, they, they, a lot of people were like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm trying to lose weight or, you know, I, I can't eat, you know, I'm gluten-free. And so there was a lot of Mm -hmm. like conversations around health with, with the regulars there. And I absolutely loved it. I was like, this is the best. Like I was so excited to go into work every day. And at the, so at the same time, also trying to write these, you know, 800 word essays about why I loved research and, you know, what that meant to me in the field of medicine. And I couldn't, mm-hmm. like, I literally couldn't make four words uh, about it. I, I didn't like research. It was my least favorite thing in university. And I just realized that, you know, what I really, lo- that like the parts that I loved about medicine, mm-hmm. the interacting with people, you know, that relationship that you build, healing people and really making a difference wasn't really what medicine, unfortunately, is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I I kind of had to make a decision. Was I going to do this or was I going to do something else? So I decided not to go to medical school. Um, How did your parents feel when that happened? Actually, you know, so they, are, they were really, really supportive. It okay. was uh, my dad... My dad was definitely, definitely on board and my mom also was on board, but you know, she was, she was taken aback because she was just like, well, this is, this is new. Uh, but I said, I was like, you know what? I'm also young. Like I was in my, I was early twenties and mm-hmm. I was like, this is the time that I can do this. Like I have the energy I want to. And you know what? If I don't, if I don't succeed or if I don't, this isn't what my, I'm supposed to be doing in my life. I go to med school when I'm 30. Exactly. Um, so I'm, I'm 31 now and I didn't, I'm not going to med school. It's so that's, that's nice. <laughs> and I like, and you know, it, so it, did, it all really worked out. But so I did that and I st- actually started another business before Greenhouse. It was a little cafe called Cafe Shoe inside of a gym. Mm-hmm. So in the, yeah, the per- timing was perfect. Like I knew these, I knew the owners of the gym and they were like, oh, well, we're actually opening a second space that has a little bar that we wanted to do food. We didn't want to do it ourselves. So it was a little snack, like an organic snack bar and juice bar. It you wasn't, opened it up yourself. Yeah. Oh my god, so, you were so entrepreneurial from the start. It wasn't. It wasn't cold pressed juice, but yeah. it, you know, it was a slow masticator, and I was and but it was busy. Like I did, I opened in one location, and I opened another location down at King Street. But it was hard being in business on your own is hard. Uh, being inside another business is also very limiting, especially a gym. It's you know, some people don't want to go through a gym mm-hmm. to get a healthy snack, so there was definitely limitations and. When, so I've been doing it for two years and I was kind of at this turning point and I was like, I, I want to do something else. Either it's, I want to do this in my own space or I want to do something, something else with other people. Like being in, being alone in business is, I, I found really hard. Um, so at the same time, I kind of, at this, I was going through these again, I think timing is really everything and it, everything that's happened to me in my life has been very specific to timing mm-hmm. and, uh, so at the same time as I was kind of feeling this way about Cafe Shoe, um, some childhood friends, uh, my partners, Anthony Green and Emma Knight, they were living in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so they were, they were, uh, she was in journalism, he was a filmmaker and they were actually making a film together. So, you know, long hours, working around the clock and drinking cold pressed juice and seeing how it was affecting their lives mm-hmm. and, you know, how that they could, they could be so run down and have a juice and feel immediately energized. And, and when they would come home, they were like, we don't have anything like this. You know, they would come and see me and they were like, yeah, you have juice, but it's not cold pressed. And I was like, I know it's, it's crazy because, you know, when I would be in New York or LA visiting friends, yeah, 
it just slipped right into your life. I'm sure, you know, yeah. you, you do your soul cycle, you grab a juice, you walk around. It's very routine. It's yeah, it's yeah. very routine. And it was, and it was so easy. It wasn't, it wasn't something that was like, oh, I have to drink this gross, like mm. green juice. It was something you craved, something that was so amazing. And so seeing how even not cold pressed juice, like my, the business, that side of the bit of cafe shoe was so busy, you know, I was juicing around the clock and I was doing it personally. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, having, millions and millions of bottles just like of juice everywhere. And it was like, there's something here. And Anthony and Emma were like, well, you know, we know that you kind of are looking to do something else. Like, would you want to do this with us? And I was like, yes. Like, fuck yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And it was just (laughs) such perfect timing. Like I- What year was this round? This was 2013. So we just, we like discussed this in, in May. I closed Cafe Shoe in August and the, and we were- we really actually wanted to be open in September of, of 2013, but we ended up opening in January of 2014, mm-hmm. um, which was really, which was really amazing. It was an incredible opening. Uh, we were, we were a little apprehensive to yeah. open at first because we were, it was, I don't remember, no, if you remember, well, it, if you remember that winter of yeah. 2013. I, I don't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, in the December before, yeah. you, you'll remember it now. Yeah. Um, like power outages across yes. the city because so of that was ice the storms. One after? So this was the, this was that winter. That oh, was, so we were literally like, okay, okay should we open January uh, sell, when it's minus thirty out, yeah. selling something with cold in the name? And we're like, you know what, we'll do it. It'll be fine. We'll just it will have a really soft launch. Like you mm-hmm. know, we'll just be like our moms and our best friends mm-hmm. buying the juice. But that's okay. And mm-hmm. come spring, we'll be like raring to go. We'll know everything about the business, and we'll be pros. So we opened on January, January 8th of 2014 and we sold out within an hour. So, and then kind of the rest is history for at least for us. <laughs> yeah. So I remember at that time for myself, I was uh, like, this is how Greenhouse is embedded in me. I was in university and I obvi- I don't think Instagram was so in. Was it, it? Was, it was like the beginning of it. Like, so we, it you know, people were using it, but yeah. it wasn't... It was, you know, I think businesses were starting to use right. it and it was really starting. It was still just what it was. Right. It, it wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't used the way it is used today. Like, I don't think like, I think in, like influencers and were just starting to kind of yeah. make the scene, but it was more, it was still more blog based yeah. than it was Instagram exactly. based. So yeah. I totally think it was blog based. And I remember always hearing about like the LA press juice. And for me, I was like, I need to try this and greenhouse open and I it didn't hear I didn't hear it about Instagram. It wasn't through Instagram. I think it was through blogs. And I was like, I need this. Like I need it right now. The packaging nailed it on the head. Everything was just like perfect. And I think the experience too, like going into the shop, it was beautiful. This was the white one. The little so, yeah, house. so this is our first one, which is um yeah. just on McPherson. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that was our first location. And and the house was perfect. Like that it was It was co- just so cute. Something about it was like so welcoming. And I think Correct me if I'm wrong, like for my generation and my age group, like Greenhouse was our first kind of like opening to the health and wellness like atmosphere and also saying like, hey, like something that's good for you can also like look cool. Like so packaging is everything. Branding is everything. And it's interesting to see how it was able to do so well without Instagram. Well, yeah, it was. And it was it was pretty amazing. So that when we when we were thinking about what we wanted for Greenhouse, we were like, you know, we will be plant-based, but we don't want that to be the focus. Like we're not fully plant-based. We were kind of like an 80, we're mm-hmm. all three of us are kind of like an 80, 20. We it's, you know, it's more, it's about more plants more of the time as opposed to never eat this or never eat that. Mm-hmm. 
And we found that a lot of places that were about health and wellness and really doing great work weren't approachable. They were, you know, they were, it was like, oh my God. It was aggressive. It was aggressive. Like you'd walk in and you were like, I am actually like, they can probably smell like the meat on and like wine on my breath. Like there's judgment. And and we're like, we don't want any of that. We were like, we need this to be like the most welcoming, most inviting, approachable, easy thing. Like we want this just to slip into people's routine and we want it to be beautiful and we want it to be fun. We don't, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We never have and we don't think that any, you know, we don't think that anyone in the health and wellness world should because it, you know, it's, it's about like life is about the balance and about having fun. So, you know, if, if that means being able to grab a green juice on your way down to have like a steak and fries mm-hmm. and a glass of red wine, great, go for it. That's, you know, that is how You're we getting want your it. greens in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. then that, you don't have to worry. You don't have yeah. to like lament being like, oh my God, do I, do I get the salad? Do I get the fries? Like just get the fries. Yeah. You already had like six salads and that green juice. So we really, we, that's how we kind of trained our staff and we made sure that there was a huge thing on education about understanding why you're drinking it. Like this isn't like Tropicana and like, that's why it's more expensive. That's why it needs to be packaged in glass and, you know, the live nutrients and enzymes and the process behind it. And we really put a focus on that education side of things while still being like very inviting, welcoming, you know, people being like, oh, that's so gross. And being like, yeah, you know, maybe you shouldn't have that green juice yet, but here, here's something that's got like some citrus and it's a bit sweeter and more tart and a little more familiar. So we kind of made our menu. So it had something for everyone. It wasn't just for hardcore people who needed, you know, pure vegetable juice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a lot. (laughs) Like I, I actually do remember that. Do you think at the beginning people gravitated more towards like the, um, the like orange juicy ones to be like safe. Like I'm going to be safe right now. I feel like I dived in right into the green stuff because I'm like, I'm not eating like 20 heads of broccoli. Like I'd rather just drink this. Yeah, no, it was actually, we, we, you know, with the, with the selling out in an hour and this, you know, it continued. We would double production and we would still continue to sell out. But what we actually found was that Toronto was more hardcore than we thought. Like Mm -hmm. we, we had a, like a more intense green juice lined up, but we were like, well, we won't launch with that one. Uh, which is the giver. We were mm-hmm. like, we're not going to launch with that one because it's almost too intense. Like it's got like sprouts and it's got mm. collards and Swiss chard and it's like almost too earthy. But so we had the good. And which that's is, my favorite one. <laughs> I know. But, and then people were like, why don't you have like, we had the good, which was a pure vegetable juice, but it was lighter. It's crisper. Yeah. It's really fresh and it's still earthy, but it's, it's approachable. And people were like, we need something more hardcore, more hardcore. So within like two weeks, we, we launched the giver. Yeah. And it's yeah, the greens, I think the greens as a category are probably our most popular sellers. Yeah. Because people, you know, they there there are some that are more approachable and some that aren't, but I think that they, you know, it's just they actually do taste really great. And you what happens is I think that people tr- probably try them once, a little apprehensive, but your body starts craving it. You mm-hmm. really are like I need that. Like when I when I go away um when I go away on vacation or anything, I come back and I'm like, oh my God, I need my juice. Are you drinking it all the time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it's very like yeah, easy for exactly. you to yeah, just get it. So what people might not know about you, and I only found out once I got to know you, is that your parents actually had, like they were like the OG. Oh yeah. No, like, they, yeah. They so were... why don't we get into that when I mean OG is like, Hannah's parents like were in health and wellness before it was cool. <laughs> before like way before it was cool. Yeah. Um, which is has been amazing. They were I I call them hippies for sure because you know, my so my dad is a trained accountant, but he left that when he was 
it's probably similar age to when I decided I wasn't going to med school to become a Tai Chi and meditation teacher. Mm -hmm. He actually had a studio here in Toronto for many, many years. And then he actually moved just outside the city and opened an off the grid retreat center uh, where he holds meditation and Tai Chi retreats. Uh, his, my, my stepmom, his wife does cooking, like cooking workshops, mo like mostly vegetarian based. And then they rent it out to like yoga retreats and, uh, you know, other yeah. people who need that kind of space. So he's, you know, uh, he's been an amazing inspiration to me. As I said before, he was so supportive when I decided not to go down the conventional path that I'd really been excited about and like had basically been in my plans forever. And, but he was really supportive and he kind of gave me that strength to, to, to be like, this is okay. You know, this is, this is, is scary, but it's going to be okay. And like, I can, I can do this. And if I can't that, you know, and, and, and also not to worry about like the, if I can't situation, mm -hmm. like that everything would be okay, even if I wasn't going to be mm -hmm. a doctor, which was really, I think really helped me in my journey for mm -hmm. sure. And then my mom also. I just remember the coconut in oh, the, yeah. <laughs> the coconut story in the garage. That yeah, so love to share. <laughs> my mom was so my mom was in basically was in the health food business. So she kind of she worked for smaller health food companies, and then she ended up working for a broker, so selling health foods to grocery stores, to any you know chain stores like Pusateri's, Summerhill Market, trying to getting getting natural foods into those uh, outlets. So yeah, so she we we always got lots of lots of different products from her, and some of them were weird. I know, like so the funniest one was the coconut water. So she really always tried to push coconut water on us when we were, I was probably like eight, and we're like, "What is this? Like, what are you doing?" She'd be like, "Look, like just try this coconut water. It's like so good for you. It's like so many electrolytes. Like all this." We're like, "What?" You're like, "What's an electrolyte? Yeah, like, what are you talking about? You are so crazy." She has also, she's, she's has a British accent. So she like, I was like, what are you, are you trying to like make us drink weird things again? Like, stop it. And you're like, you're, you're being weird. Stop it. Don't talk to us. And we just had cases and cases of coconut water in our garage. And eventually they just went back yeah. and she had to throw them out. And she always reminds me of that now. Cause I'm like. When Greenhouse came out with oh, coconut water. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, she's like, well, you know who, who thought it was cool before. And so she, you know, she. She thinks that she was like really ahead of the times. She's and a pioneer. She definitely yeah. was ahead yeah. of the times. But. So it's definitely like, there's obviously a sense of like influence and support. And I mean, how, like, what did health and wellness mean to you growing up? And like, does it differ like what it means to you now? And like, did they ever preach like a certain diet on you? Like, uh, so by the time I, so they like, my, that was like a multi-question. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. <laughs> I'll tackle this in a yes. three prong approach. <laughs> um, no, they were, they, you know, by the time I actually was born, I have two older sisters. By the time I was born, they were eating back to eating everything. Uh, my mom, they were, they were macrobiotic for a while. They were vegetarian for most of their lives. But by the time I was born, they both needed for health reasons to start integrating more, some meats into their diet. Both of them still, you know, they, they are meat eaters, mm -hmm. but it's very, very limited. Like my mom will be like, whoa, I ate like a three ounce steak. <laughs> I'm a carnivore. And I'm like, okay, mom. But uh, so they never, and they definitely, you know, they, we, we ate more vegetarian. We ate definitely in more the macrobiotic vein. They weren't prescribing to any one kind of diet when, when I was growing up, but we just naturally ate that way. So like when I would go to birthday parties when I was younger, I thought that like hot dogs were just all like tofu wieners because mm -hmm. we would eat tofu wieners all the time. So like yeah. one time I went to a birthday party, I was like, mom, I was like, it was so cool. 
they had tofu wieners at this birthday party. And she was just like, oh my God, she ate a hot dog. She ate a hot dog. She ate a hot dog. She's like, let's just not talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Especially now what you know, like I feel like I'm terrified of hot dogs. I know. People think I'm crazy, but I'm actually petrified of hot dogs because we now know what's in them. Oh yeah. So your mom probably had like a heart attack. Oh when yeah. You no, told she, her. Yeah, exactly. But, but then like also we, you know, then as we got older, I think that she also realized like kind of loosened her, like, you know, her mind opened a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, then like we would also have like pizza pockets in our house at times too. So we, we really had kind of experienced all of it. Uh, she was really into cooking. So I was, I, you know, was also very into cooking mm-hmm. and she taught me a lot. I cooked a lot growing up. And I think that it was always part, like health and wellness was definitely always part of our lives in, you know, in the background. It was never something that was like pushed on us or, but, you know, we grew up meditating. Like we grew up doing Tai Chi with my dad. I would go to all his, you know, his yearly functions. And we would, like, I think there's a video of me on, from like when he was on CTV with, with, when I was like, I literally had a bowl cut and had like <laughs> straight bangs that my mom caught a cut across my forehead. And I was just like standing with him on city, like on like CTV, just like, I don't even, I think I did like a couple moves, but I just like went with him and did. So it was always part of my life, but I don't think I thought it was anything different. I thought that was just like normal to kind of have those influences in your life. So it's, and then, then when I kind of became my own person and mm-hmm. became more of a grown up. I'm still working on it, but you know, <laughs> was getting there. I I just realized that it was, I I loved it. Like you know, I loved working out. I loved going to yoga. And it was you know for health reasons, but also like mentally, I saw like the benefits quite early on of like how amazing like a sweat is to mm-hmm. my mental health. And that's like you know it, that's definitely always been part of my life. And like eating healthy, I love since I love to cook. I love to experiment with different things. Yeah. And so yeah, so it's, it's definitely always been part of my part of yeah. my life. And now it like is my life. <laughs> so like, do you see, I think right now a little bit, we're in like a weird spot, but do you see like the industry changing? Like as it's becoming like so big, like health and wellness is everywhere. And it's all people talk about. It's all people think about. People do perceive it as like this elitist thing now. Like, do you see it going in a good direction? I, I do. Like, I think that, you know, I think that it's like everyone, there's we always get the question, like, do you think, you know, you've basically like chosen to be in a business that is a fad. And, mm-hmm. I, and I don't believe that. Like, I, I believe there's aspects of juicing that are fads, but I believe of that for all things, health and wellness. I think, you know, we are going through a more fashionable time in health and wellness, where, as you said, it's very cool. Everyone's thinking about it. It's definitely cooler to like go have, go for a workout and have like a matcha than it is like to go to the bar. Like, you yeah. know, I mean, people really are respecting that, which I think is a really amazing, it's, sh- it's shedding a lot of light on the industry. And I think that it, it will continue. Like, I just, I think that because people see, feel the difference, it's like I was saying with, with the green juices, mm-hmm. because you actually can feel that difference that it makes in your life mm-hmm. that why wouldn't you continue? So like with health and wellness, like even with like meditation becoming more mainstream, you know, dr- like eating healthier, everything like that, people see the difference and they're like, why would I ever like go back? Why Especially I- with the bar thing that you mentioned. It's so true. It's like, why would you not work out if you know it's going to make you feel good as opposed to going to the bar where like, you know, you're going to feel like trash the next day. Like, why would it be something that's just a fad and not be continued on? Yeah, exactly. And so I think that, I think it's amazing. We are, I think that, you know, I think that it's definitely in a very big spotlight mm-hmm. and that, that may continue, that could fade, you know, but I do, I think that it has uh staying power just because people feel the difference. Like it's not, 
It's not a couple celebrities up there being like, I feel great doing this. It's like anyone and everyone. Minus can- like Gwyneth Paltrow, who like I love, but people look at her and like, you're insane. And she's like, why? Like you're going to be doing what she's doing in two years. It's exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, and also it's like, you can also do it in so many different forms as well. It's not like you have to do it in the most expensive way, but like it can, you know, even like going for a walk outside, like enjoying the sunshine, mm-hmm. all these things are, you know, they're easy to do. And I feel like people really, you know, you see your return on investment with health and wellness. Yeah. And that's why I feel like it's, it's yeah. a good industry to be in. So I want to talk about what's next for Greenhouse because I find that like with every business, like just one thing isn't sustainable. And like, you can see like Greenhouse has already come out with so many different products so many different locations you're in stores now and you just introduced like greenhouse talks but like what is next so i think so this is actually a really exciting year for us we um so just this past you're hearing it first yeah well well, like yeah (laughs) but so this is gonna be like a yeah a very exciting year for us because we just released our new like line of products our 2.0 products Mm -hmm. is what we're calling them and we innovated, we've been innovating for the past two years, kind of secretly behind closed doors to figure out, because one thing with juice is that it has a really short shelf life, but we were like, we need it to have a longer shelf life. Like we don't need it to be, we want, we need it to have a longer shelf life, but we also want to make sure, you know, we're maintaining the nutrients, we're maintaining the enzyme activity and we're still able to package in glass. Like these were three non-negotiables for us. And we're like, we also don't need it to have as long of a shelf life as like with HPP, which is an amazing technology as well that uses pressure to extend the shelf life of uh, juice of things like cold pressed juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were like, we, you have to package in plastic for that, which we weren't willing to do. And, you know, it can get up to like 90, 120 days. And we're like, that's almost too long. Like we, we, we need like 30 days because mm-hmm. that's still to us can maintain, you know, that still seems like fresh, but mm-hmm. it's not like too long. So we innovated and we actually uh, worked with PhD scientists and, people overseas and we've done, we've paired light filtration, which is something that's been used in kind of water treatment plants forever with fluid dynamics. Um, this to, may mean nothing. Like people yeah. are probably going to get so confused People are like, right what now. is happening? But anyway, <laughs> so basically we, we've created this novel technology, use, which is really gentle using light to extend the shelf life of the juice. Um, but with that, we're still able to package in glass. Mm-hmm. We're still, uh, we've actually like done like tons of lab tests and the nutrient the nutrient content and the enzyme activity is still the exact same as before and after light filtration, but we're getting 30 days of shelf life. So for this is a huge, a huge, huge thing for us. And, you know, green, like for what's next for greenhouse is that we want to, we want it to be everywhere. Like our, our mission is to have, you know, is, is to offer widespread sustainable access to plant-based nutrition of the highest quality. So we're, we're working, you know, we're, we're still working on the widespread. We're doing our best to be sustainable and we need to be accessible. So we need to, you know, we need to be in more places. We need to bring our price points down. And that's where we're going. Like already this year, we've already dropped our prices of our juices and- Which is amazing. It's yeah, we, well, so we want, much cheaper. As you said, like there is this thing about like health and wellness, having this elitist, you know, vibe to yeah. it. And we don't, we, you know, we know we-, we know that we have had in the past, like our juices are not, are not priced for everyone, but we know that and we know why. And we've never been scared to talk about that, Mm -hmm. but our goal is to bring those prices down. And that's really this, I think this year is the year for that. While we increase our volumes, um, 
we were kind of just talking about this before we started, but like the almond milk is yeah. probably the most exciting thing for me. Yeah. It's like the I found out at milk. one of the greenhouse talks and that was super exciting. So yeah. why don't you tell the listeners what's happening with almond milk? Yeah. So the, our almond milk, uh, we have created the cleanest label almond milk that will be on your shelves. There's no gums, fillers, carrageenan, uh, but it tastes amazing mm-hmm. still. And we're going to be packaging it in a one liter glass bottle for multi-use. It has that extended shelf life. So you don't have to drink it within three days. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you'll be able to get it at your local grocery store. So hopefully soon. Yes. <laughs> so that's uh very exciting for us. I'm just excited about almond milk in a glass bottle. Yeah. Exactly. For like ever and always. Like that I that's just revolutionary. I'm super <laughs> excited about that. Um okay. So back to your dad. <laughs> and back to you meditating at the what was the youngest age? I remember you were telling I was, me. I like like from my first memory, we were meditating. I was like probably four. And I was like, yeah. what are we doing? I'm so like, Hannah started meditating at the age of four. <laughs> and what are you up to now? So I've actually, so my dad has reopened his studio in mm-hmm. Toronto. Uh, he doesn't teach at it. Oh, he only teaches there twice a month, but he, he has a lot of great instructors. And I'm now teaching a class there. I'm teaching a meditation class that is, yeah, it's it's been amazing. I'm in, I've done it now. I've done four weeks of of the class. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's a, I'm in no way, shape or form a meditation teacher. So that was, that's I fun. think it's great because it's kind of like an intro also to meditating for people who've never done it before. It's a very welcoming environment. Yeah. No pressure. Exactly. And like, you know, and, and it's, yeah. And it's also, you're not going to go in and learn, like, I'm not like teaching you a lot about like the Buddha or meditation mm-hmm. or any of the history of it, but I'm basically just kind of showing you how to, or I'm, I'm sharing my experience with meditation and mm-hmm. how it's kind of affected me and how it's helped me in my daily life. So you can, so it's easier to almost like translate. So you don't have to, it's not like you have to go through all the steps of learning mm-hmm. about the history because that stuff is so important as well. But it's just, I'm like, yeah, you just go in there and you breathe. You kind of leave your shit, shit at the door for 45 minutes. And it's been really amazing. The turnout's been great. Yeah. So it's every Wednesday? It's every Wednesday. There's a f- uh, there's a few Wednesdays I have take off for, for a greenhouse town hall. But <laughs> yeah. other than that, it's every Wednesday um, at 6 p.m. I'm playing with the time. Right. 6 p.m. has been a bit early for some people. But yeah, yeah the turnout's been amazing. And it's been great how many people are just like, oh, my God. I've wanted to meditate, but I haven't been able to, or being like, I've only ever made, meditated alone. And, you know, meditating in a group is so different. You know, you feel the energy in the room, which is really incredible. And a few people who have been, you know, meditating for a year or two years and then come, but only by themselves and then come to the class. They're like, that was a completely different experience yeah. than meditating alone. Is it guided? Uh, so I do like a 10 minute guided portion at the beginning and then you we sit in silence. So it's like, uh, you get a good mix of, I think. That's amazing. I'm actually really excited to try yeah. because I've meditated a couple of times and like, I would say 90% of the time I just fall asleep. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing is, is that honestly happens to me a lot of the time as well, <laughs> yeah. which is fine. And, and, but then sometimes it doesn't, it's like those, like that 10% of the time yeah. that you really get this amazing, you, you get an amazing feeling and you feel energized and awake, which is crazy because you're like, I've just been sitting with my eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> so now do you meditate every day? I do. It's, I, I try, I, I pretty much every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's There's good. Obviously like in the morning or night. I like to do it in the morning. Cause I feel at night I always fall asleep and yeah. in the morning 
I feel like in the morning I have like a million things running through my head from mm-hmm. the second I open my eyes. So it's a, it's a really great way to kind of ground myself first thing to be like, there's only so much I can do in a day and kind of gets my head in that mind space of yeah. I'll do what I can do. And yeah. that's all I can control in this moment and go. So I feel like that's definitely a ritual for you. Mm-hmm. Why don't we talk? Do you have any other rituals that you want to share only because I feel like your life is like crazy in terms of like, you're always doing something else, but is there anything that you kind of do consistently every single day that like grounds you? So definitely the the meditation yeah. is for sure something that is invaluable. Like I don't know what I would do without it because it does really, you know, it, it does really just help me like, as you said, ground myself for the day kind of also just realize that, yeah, it's definitely helped me realize that there is only so much I can do, uh, which is a really hard mm-hmm. thing to let go of, that control of wanting to do everything and wanting to complete everything and and trying to fix or solve everything. So I, that's really helped in that way. And then the other thing I probably do every single day is walk my dog in the ravine, which again is that same, it's a, my time for myself um, that we go and we're in, we're in nature. It's so beautiful down mm-hmm. there he's the happiest dog when he's down there. And that brings me more joy than anything. And it is probably one of my favorite things to do every, it's my, it's what I look forward to waking up. Yeah. Even when it's like minus 30 out. Yeah. (laughs) But you just got to do it because he has to go. Exactly. And then, and even if I'm in that thing, even if it's like raining or something, I don't want to go a day where I would be like, normally like, Oh, I'm just going to lay in bed all day. He gets me up and out and changes my mood completely. So it's, is that's animals are amazing guys. Right now we're sitting with three dogs. <laughs> Hannah basically is a dog farm. This I weekend. have a dog house. <laughs> it's adorable. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much for sitting with me oh, thank you. and I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You can obviously follow along greenhouse and their beautiful Instagram on Instagram and be up to date. And I think you got, you share when your classes are, no? Yeah, definitely I do. So that's it. And thanks for tuning in.